Okay, we're back again. Technical difficulties. There was a, an IKEA van outside my door that's kind of that's blocked the connection or something. Um, so we were discussing contraceptives. We're going to go and speak about all the different ones that there are and the confusion around it. Yes. Okay. So, so basically, there's two different types. There's a lot of different types of contraceptives, but the main ones you have is a group of what we call progesterone, progestin-only contraceptives. And then you've got your combined, so your estrogen and your progesterone. So when I speak about these, these are artificial hormones, okay? So these are not your natural progestin. It's not your natural estrogen that you produce in your menstrual cycle. They're totally different. So these are steroid drugs, the contraceptives that we're taking. Okay, it's not, it's all glammed up to be like a contraceptive and to get girls' names like Yasmin and um, Jazz and all these things. But it is a steroid drug and it is something you take every single day. There are symptoms and side effects that come along with that. And there's withdrawals as well. It's the same as any drug, um, which I think is a massive um, issue because people, it's kind of glammed up and it, it shouldn't be. Not that it's, they're bad. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not totally against contraceptives either, by the way, and you put it out there and I am not against them. Um, for some people, they are really beneficial and they're helpful and it's the only option for some women. And they're actually used a lot in some like medical conditions. And I'll go into that a little bit um, shortly. But yeah, it is, um, I'm just going to give you the information I have and it is up to the person what they do with it and what they think um but yeah so you've got your progesterone only contraceptives which is um, the artificial form of progesterone different these two are different so you've got the implant and the mini pill so these two work similarly whereas they don't shut down ovulation directly but they thin the uterine lining and they impair your cervical mucus so your uterine lining is what builds up during um, your menstrual cycle and that is what sheds during the period and so when you're this these two contraceptives work by not allowing that lining to build up so if you were to a sperm was to um, be in that area it couldn't implant and pregnancy couldn't happen because they've not got it's not got a healthy uterine line and a thick uterine line in there and your cervical mucus so that is what I've spoke about this a lot on my page and I don't know if I mentioned it last time but like the red flag kind of mucus that happens for women it goes like egg whitey it's really slippery it's um, very fertile so sperm can stay alive in that so the uh, contraceptive works by impairing that so that sperm couldn't stay alive in it anyway it's usually a lot thicker um, and it can be quite dry for women as well so that's how it works kind of directly but a side effect of that is that ovulation will stop now ovulation I spoke about before is when the egg is released from the ovary and that is when like the sperm can attach the egg and pregnancy happens so um that doesn't happen on this contraceptive either so without ovulation you don't produce your natural progesterone you don't produce your natural estrogen and you are um your lining doesn't build up and cervical mucus is impaired so pregnancy is not happening pretty much um but obviously without producing your natural progesterone, your natural estrogen, you also don't get the benefits of those hormones. So mood can be affected, um, sex drive, your gut health, motivation, um, everything that we associate with these kind of feel good horses, especially your progesterone. Um, you don't get the common effects of your progesterone, like you don't get the motivation, the drive of the estrogen. You don't get any of this when these hormones are shut down. That's your two. The implant works in the arm. I don't know if we've kind of spoken about this briefly, but so it's a little implant that goes in the arm and it's released throughout um, the month, like drips of, I think, I don't know how long the implant goes in for. Actually, I think it's years, isn't it? 
Yeah. I'm sure it's years the implant, yeah. And the mini pill is so it's like a small amount of progesterone that's used in that one. They work the same, but um, it's a smaller amount of progesterone in the mini pill than it is in the implant. And the implant has actually got quite, I think, a massive thing when we're younger as we go in, and we're like, I don't want to get fat because there's a massive thing about gaining weight on contraceptives. And I think they all hold that risk to some degree, but I know the implant has been shown to be the most like your uh, chances increase gaining weight on the implant are is highest with that one. And um, I think it was believed to be the injection, but there was a big study done and it was actually the implant. Um, it's not that you can't lose weight on, on the contraceptive or that you um, will gain weight. It's very individualized, but the chances are on the implant are a little bit higher. Um, so your next one would be the injection. So the injection is done every three months. Um, it is progesterone only. It is a really strong dose of progesterone that is done every three months. Um, and it has the side effects for that one. Not so much side effects, but I would go with symptoms or massive mood, um, anxiety. There's depression linked to the injection, uh, reduced sex drive, impaired gut health, motivation again. Um, brittle bones and osteoporosis are really linked to uh, the injection because of how low your natural hormones are and a lot of people use the injection long term um, and the long term side effects of the injection are not great and I don't like being really biased being like no this is the worst one or don't take this one because for some people it is it is beneficial and particularly um, for women that suffer with like endometriosis the injection has been shown to be um, I feel like almost a prescription for it because it gets rid of the pain because that's really a painful like a reproductive condition um but yeah for me the injection the side effects of the injection and particularly coming off the injection um are quite severe i would say and i'll i'll go into that in a wee second but um yeah so the injection works it shuts down ovulation completely so it stops the hormones being produced in the brain that stimulate ovulation. So you've got your FSH and your LH, which are your luteinizing hormone and your follicle stimulating hormone. So these cannot be, they're just not produced in the brain. They're shut down, which means there's no ovulation that can happen. You don't produce progestin again and you don't produce estrogen again. So you pretty much, for me, I feel like this one, because it's such a, a strong one, um, you kind of lose who you are as a person and from my personal experience and from a lot of people I've spoken to on this one when you don't produce your natural hormones you actually kind of you don't feel like yourself and these hormones control so much in the body and we, they're so like they're everywhere there's receptors all over the body for these hormones so when you shut that down you lose kind of part of who you are um, and the things you want to do, the things you're motivated to do, the things you, people you're attracted to, the things you enjoy, all that kind of drive for life, your libido for life kind of goes away. Um, and it's not not always recognised. Women just think they're, they're in a bad mood or they're feeling really rubbish and no motivation and they've, no, they've got anxiety and all these things are happening and they're not connecting to the fact that they're on a contraceptive and they have no, like it's not they're not themselves do you know what I mean and it's not they kind of kick themselves and they look for all these reasons what could be wrong but really it's quite simple and especially when it comes to that doctors don't always see that either they don't always make that connection which is also just as frustrating um because about a little bit of understanding would probably go a long way um but I think coming off of 
the injection. Me personally, I remember being on it. I was on it for, I think I was only on it for about a year. Um, and I ended up, I'd, I went to the doctor because I had no sex drive. I was quite low. I had really bad anxiety, which I never even connected all them even being together. Um, and they sent me to a psychologist. I was sent to a psychologist, um, a sex psychologist. She was like, "There's this is a shame. There's something wrong with you. You need to go and speak to somebody. And now I know that that was not necessary at all. And it was just my injection I was on. And that is what was causing all that. Um, but at the time, yeah, I was I was told there was something there was something wrong with me very much, and um, I think it's wild knowing that it's a, a steroid drug and it's really really strong and it affects all these things. And they're like, yes, never make that connection. I actually worked with a girl recently who was on the injection for seven years, so they don't actually usually let you stay on it longer than f- I want to say five. It's it's not it's it might even be less than that because they, they know that it shouldn't be like used long-term. Um, and she decided to come off of it after kind of reading my stories and um, wanted to do it more naturally. So she decided to come off the, the injection. I actually spoke to her last night, because I was like, do you mind if I mention this story while I'm speaking to Ryan? And she was totally happy for me to chat about it. And she had a really tough time coming off it. Now, this is not scaremongering anyone, by the way. I'm not trying to like put anyone off of it or anyone that's on it please not be scared by this, this will not happen to everyone, but she had a really hard time coming off of it, and it can actually be harder, I found coming off the injection harder than being on it as well, I didn't actually have any issues really on it, apart from those kind of side effects, Um, it was actually great, I never had a period, I never had any of these problems, but um, yeah, she ended up having a lot of psychological, she was really low, really um, quite almost depressed, she didn't want to go to work, she had to take time off, um it kind of all her symptoms actually mimic the menopause mm. which is crazy but it makes sense because your hormones are so low and then having not been they've not been worked or they've not done anything for seven years and she's come off of it and her hormones are like flooding her system and when you go through perimenopause which we'll speak about a little later on your estrogen is like all over the place it's like up and down and it hits highs and lows it's probably has never hit before during your life and that was kind of what was happening to her as well and all this she was like am I going through the menopause I'm like no so when she came off of it she actually went a full year before she had a period nothing she came off the injection full year no cycle no nothing and then all of a sudden she had all these symptoms because her estrogen was kicking back in and something was starting to happen and what was basically happening is her brain you've got three parts of your there's three parts to the where your hormones come from. So you've got your hypothalamus, your pineal, pineal gland. Is that right? HPA, yeah. Pineal gland and your um and your ovaries. So there's like a dance. I always consider this like a dance, and your hormones have to do this dance. So you can ovulate and have a period and have a cycle. And her hormones have never haven't done this dance in seven years. So they're trying to figure out how to do it again and they're trying to coordinate themselves and get things running smoothly so things were firing in all different directions and she was having unbelievable symptoms because of this and the doctors couldn't help her the doctors had didn't have any um understanding what was going on they said that if she'd had a period everything was fine um, and it was just really it was just really unfortunate it was really sad that she was having to go through that and I was really lucky I feel really grateful that I know what I knew and I could help her and support her through it as best as I could and she's so much better now, but it's taken a long time. And it just shows the lack of understanding and knowledge, I think, that 
the doctors have as well and it's not all their fault they can't learn everything do you know what I mean but um it's a massive issue especially psychologically for women because it affects us mentally as well it's not just physical symptoms it's not just period cramps and heavy periods do you know what I mean it's a lot more than that um I'd have totally gone off in a wee while. <laughs> so no, no, that, that, that was good. That was perfect. And I think it must be it must be so hard when you've kind of went past, we've went by that long, just normalizing how, how that feels and how you feel mentally and how you feel physically. And you're just like, this is this is just life. This is just how I'm meant to feel. But um, obviously, there's with the right knowledge and the right guidance, there can almost be like can be a different kind of life for you, I suppose. One hundred percent. And I like I said this to the girl I was working with as well. I think there is people out there that know about this stuff there absolutely is but you it's unfortunate you have to go looking for it and you have to kind of go through a really a really almost a rough time of it to kind of find that that route if that makes sense mm-hmm. but it happens to everyone every day and um especially with the um with things like the injection stuff like same with her like it, it is a steroid drug at the end of the day do you know I mean you are taking it every day and um it's going through your system and your body learns that that I don't know if like I think there is with st- anytime there is steroid juice your body becomes dependent on them do you know what I mean and I think people forget that that your body becomes dependent on the drug that you're taking and when you stop taking it which I'll go on in a second like the ones that so the progestin only ones are all continuous which means you don't have a break when you take these ones okay they're all continuous whereas the combined pill and a couple others are you take a break and when you take that break, there are side effects to that because you're withdrawing from the drug that you've been taking. Um, and there's symptoms that go along with that, which I can't just come on to in the next wee bit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I think I think we've covered the injection there. I think um, pretty much everything I wanted to go over with it, apart from yeah. the only other thing would be kind of its androgenic kind of profile. So the mm-hmm. injection, so with progesterone, it's actually the makeup of progestin is quite similar to testosterone. So they're they're actually more similar than progestin is to progesterone. And so a lot of the time with the high progesterone um, contraceptives, there is um, more symptoms like excessive hair growth, acne, oily skin, particularly when you're coming off them because your testosterone has been flattened. It can actually like kind of spike even higher for a little while after you come off it but um so symptoms like that go alongside these contraceptives as well and which is worth mentioning because a lot of women I know suffer from hormonal acne and things or acne on these contraceptives um or when they take their breaks and stuff their skin can flare up so it's worth mentioning that there is like a a kind of high-end androgenic profile to these to these contraceptives as well um the next one I want to mention is the marina coil. Mm. So it is progestin only as well. Um, this is all the coils. I think all the IUDs are kind of the, they're the best of the bad bunch, I would say. Um, so the marina coil itself works as like a little T-shaped band. Like, and if you were going to see this, you would see I'm kind of demonstrating it to Ryan on the thing. But it's like a little T-shaped band that sits inside your cervix, like in your uterus. Um, and it releases a small amount of progesterone throughout the month. Now, the thing with the marina coil is it works locally. So it doesn't go into the bloodstream. It doesn't go to the brain. It doesn't affect your hormones. And you will still cycle on it, which is amazing. This is what we want. This is what you want. So the marina coil being there itself will help prevent pregnancy because it's like a foreign object. 
your body's not going to want you to get pregnant if there's something foreign in your uterus. Mm-hmm. Um, it also um, thins the uterine lining as well, and the mucus is it affects your fertile mucus and stuff as well, so that you can't get pregnant. But like I say, it does work locally, so it is just kind of within that area that it kind of stops pregnancy happening. Um, it is for three years as well, so it stays in the uterus for three years, which means you don't have to do it for three years. Then there, it's done. You don't have to think about it. Uh, the only thing with it is it does can cause heavier periods. So um, no, I'm lying. That's the copper coil. The marina coil can lighten periods. And so for people that have heavy periods, this can be kind of a good option because it can lighten them and actually stop them altogether. You don't ovulate straight away with a median coil. So it's about a year after you can get it fitted, you do start ovulating again, which is fantastic. We want to ovulate, we want to produce our hormones. So you do start ovulating after the first year, usually most women. Um, People that suffer with um, conditions like endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids, the marina coil can be a good option because they usually come alongside with heavy periods and pain with ovulation. Um, so having this could be an option. It could be an option for them. Um, there was a study done and there's some evidence to say that the marina coil is linked to anxiety and depression. So if somebody suffers with these things originally or before they have any contraceptives, it's probably maybe not a good one for them to go for, um, which again isn't, you're not going to be told that. So it's worth definitely worth kind of considering that when choosing a contraceptive. It will, um, it can affect your, your anxiety and stuff again because you're shutting down those hormones that you that help with that. Um, what else about the marina coil? I think that's pretty much everything about that one. That's how it works. That's what it is. And um, that's kind of who it's suited for. And I think it's a good option. Me, Because I think if you can ovulate and you can still cycle your hormones, um, you're on a kind of a winner there. Same with the copper coil. The copper coil works. It's a hormone-free contraceptive, completely hormone-free one. So it sits, again, in the uterus, it's a T-shaped band that sits inside. And it is laced with copper, like, wire. And that copper kind of creates a, an, an environment that sperm cannot survive in, so it pretty much kills the sperm straight away. Um, with the copper coil, though, with um, there's a lot of, like a worry of getting co- t- copper toxicity, which can happen. But um, one thing I actually read and learned that was so copper and zinc fight for absorption. So if you are on the copper coil, then supplementing with zinc is probably going to be a good idea because then you've got enough zinc in your system that the copper and the zinc don't have to fight for it and the copper can't really become toxic and you can't have too much in your system. That's just a little fun fact for that one. And for anyone that is on it or thinking about getting it, I always, anyone that is on it, I'm like, get zinc, take zinc. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much those two. That's two of the coils. Um, With the copper one, you'll still ovulate. You still cycle. You can, that's when it does give you heavier and more painful periods. And I actually did have this one myself as well. And I did find that that, periods are heavier they're a lot sorer and so if you suffer with that already it's probably not a good option for you um but there are like things you can there are alternatives as well there's there's two new actually two new coils that have come out that are the same as marina but they're smaller and there's even less progestin in them yeah progestin in them um so for people that haven't had children like young girls and stuff it's the better option because it's smaller so it's not quite so painful to get in mm-hmm. um and it's even less it's even less hormone in it which is a boost so yeah. there are other options than the marina coil and they're always bringing out new contraceptives 
and you just need to ask about them or just find out what's new what's different because it's um I think when it comes down to like the financial side of it as well it's these are drugs like drug companies make money off these do you know what I mean so if I get a coil or an implant that's going to last me five years that's one prescription if I get a pill that I have to get every month that's a lot of prescriptions I mean it's a lot more money and it is unfortunate that that does come into it but it does and it's a massive part of it so if you want these kind of long-term ones you usually have to push for them and I know right now the backlog for waiting for a coil is like three months I've got had a client that's been waiting like long time to get a coil fit because it's quite like there's only specific people that can fit it as well so you sometimes yeah. have to travel and but for me it's worth it it's absolutely worth it so if you are considering it I'm like push for it ask for your options and um just wait wait it out as best you can if if that is something you want to do um are you still with me <laughs> absolutely yeah I, I think like obviously the main take, yeah. takeaway from me would be um, that it's just having the knowledge of, of all of them and being able to make an informed decision based on absolutely. your current situation because I think you could just go like have an absolute stab in the dark and just go well pick this one because someone told me it was the best one that's not necessarily going to be yeah. the right decision to make um, and then oh, you, and just... you know what like that, that happened to me that's what we were like when we were younger I remember I'm like what one are you on I'm like okay I'm gonna ask for that one because she's got no problems with it do you know what I mean and I think that's a massive issue because it's not an issue as such because you're probably going to end up trying it at some point if it doesn't work for you you find another one um but that's the pill so that's a lot of the time the pill which I'm coming on to just now so this the combined pill is usually just the pill that's the generalized what is the pill is is it's a combined pill so it contains an artificial form of estrogen and progesterone so you've got the both they don't work the same as your natural hormones obviously because they're artificial and with your natural hormones they kind of I consider them like yin and yang they work together they balance each other out these hormones don't do that your artificial ones don't do that they work completely differently so you don't get that kind of um, balancing of the two you get one or the other so with the, the combined pill ovulation shut down as well so it works similarly to injection where you get no progesterone and you get that none of that natural anxiety that calming hormone so your the symptoms of anxiety and um i'm not sure so much on depression but definitely anxiety can be heightened on the contraceptive pill which so if you already suffer with that or you started suffering with that after you take it it's worth noting that it could be that is part of it um your there's symptoms that kind of come along with that would be again mood energy immune immune systems compromise your bone health um oh do you know what, actually i'm going to quickly jump back to that on the injection because I wanted to quickly note that because I know osteoporosis is a con uh, concern for some women on the injection but if you're young and you're fit and you're healthy and you're active there is no reason like after you come off the injection you, there's no evidence to say that your bone health won't go back to normal um, and that is one concern one of my clients had and I did a bit of digging in that and that's what came out that's what the knowledge I could kind of find from it was that it's not anything to worry about if you're a little bit older and like naturally that kind of osteoporosis can happen and um, if you're not fit and you're overweight these things can affect that but for majority of people that are on at the moment usually your bone health will go back to normal so it is nothing to worry about and now I'm going to go back to the combined pill because I want to talk about that again and um, so all these the same similar symptoms to what you get on most of them can happen on the combined pill and um, the period you get on the pill is not a real period so it is an artificial bleed it's not natural I think it the having to take a break actually 
I, mean, I think it was it was actually a doctor that told me this that it's something to do with the pope that it went back to when the when the contraceptive pill first came out and it had to mimic a natural cycle so they put a break in it and it's like a three-week break or whatever you stop taking the pill or a week break even sorry you take it for three weeks and uh, you don't actually need to take that break and there's no if anything it's just to mimic a natural cycle it's not mm. you don't need to do it some women now i think a lot of doctors tell you you can just keep taking it you don't even have to stop if you don't want to um so yeah the period you get isn't a natural period it is just a withdrawal from the drug so when you stop taking it it is the drug coming out your system and you bleed like it's just a symptom it's not it's not a natural period so but you can still get pms and stuff on that and um there is when you the week after you the week when you stop your break there's a the chain there is a change in hormones um, and I think it's progestin or estrogen I think spikes midway and it's to mimic where you would be in your luteal phase or kind of is connected that way somehow um, so you can actually work with a cycle when you are on a pill or you are on a contraceptive um, because your progesterone does cycle like progestin sorry the artificial one does cycle um, but it does take a little bit of knowledge and you really do have to educate yourself for that one it's not something I'm, I'm there yet with is working with a, like a contraceptive cycle but it can be done so it's not that if you don't have a natural cycle you can't work with your hormones you can yeah absolutely there is times where you are stronger you will recover better you need to rest more but it's just not the same as a normal cycle so you would need to dig into what you're taking how it's how it works how it cycles and go from there um the combined pill comes in a lot of different forms now this is get this is where it gets kind of complicated i'm going to try and make it as easy as, as i can so it does come in different forms um they're kind of you've got diphasic triphasic monophasic and quadriphasic right so this is i know i know it's a lot a lot of big words but so they come in those different uh, forms and they all kind of all those forms have different times of the month. So just say the triphasic. So your progestin will spike twice during a triphasic cycle. So when you're taking that, your project the progestin spikes twice throughout that month. And then like I think it's quadriphasic, it spikes four times. So all these come all these pills are different and they all have different amounts of the drug in them. Your body responds differently to every pill. Everyone's bodies are different. So we can't expect everyone to feel the same on them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and they all just have different hormone patterns, which is why it's so complicated because you've got eight different types of progestins. You've got your progestin only, you've got your estrogen and your progestin pills um, and your contraceptives. You've got eight different progestins. You've got four generations of progestins. So it's a lot of, it's a lot. Okay, it's a lot of different and they all have different effects and uh, they all work differently. So for women trying to decide which one's the best for them it is really about finding what works for you um because it's it is it's it's hard and I think it's frustrating as well because they just want to feel normal and they just don't want to get pregnant and there's just not like you say there's not enough awareness or knowledge to make that decision it's like here's a pill try that oh you're bleeding every week or you're having mood swings or you're going feel like you're going crazy and try a different one there's another one people are just stabbing in the dark and that's really all that can happen you just kind of have to mm -hmm. keep working to find one that works for you or, um and that doesn't give you the most of your symptoms because i remember when i was younger it was take a pill right that one's grand i feel fine i'm, I'm good like just keep taking it um until you kind of get to that one that is and i think just having a bit of knowledge about them all thinking right that's suited to me more i'll try it for my lifestyle for what i want and um, what's going to actually work for me because taking a pill every day it's 
it can be a bit inconvenient for some people. People struggle to take it on time and that's a big factor. If you don't take it on time, it doesn't work the same. It can come out your system a little faster and that's when accidents can happen. Um, if the goal is not to get pregnant, which usually is when you're on a contraceptive. Um, but a lot of these can be used, particularly like for like the marina coil and the injection can be used for like reproductive conditions, which is a massive positive because some of these conditions are really quite awful for women and really um, affect their life. So having that as an option is good and they are effective. Like all these contraceptives are really effective, particularly the injection, it's like 99% effective. So there is positives in there, but having that awareness of what they're doing, how they work, symptoms that you can experience, knowing that it's that. And if you're willing to put up with it, then that's absolutely fine. It's, it's more suited to you. But if you aren't and you want to find one that's going to work for you and isn't going to give you so, so many side effects or symptoms, then it's going to be about just trying to find one that does suit yeah. you. So next question would be, what are the actual, what are the options coming off altogether? Are there options? For finding a contraceptive? So, so say, for example, is there like a way that you could do it by just staying aware of your kind of of your actual fertility and how your cycle works like okay. is there yeah so like naturally yeah. yeah 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 so absolutely so there is natural you can track your cycle naturally i think the, there's a lot of not taboo about it but it's like oh it's woohoo like you can't you can't track your cycle and do it naturally it's really hard it's really complicated and to, to begin with it can be overwhelming and you have to be really really careful because it takes time to get to know your cycle and i think so there is a couple of um, natural methods. Um, your first one is obviously the copper coil. So it's hormone-free. So as it is technically, like uh, it's a hormone-free contraceptive. And um, natural cycles. So that is it's actually an app. And there's a kind of a program you can use um, that I use personally. I, I've been using it for a while. Um, I started tracking my cycle naturally maybe like a year almost two years ago so it was just after I came back from traveling so about a year and a half ago I started really digging into my cycle properly and learning about it and it does take time because you need to one have not have a cycle a healthy cycle which I for any woman wanting to start doing it naturally I always recommend right if you're on a hormonal contraceptive coming off that hormonal contraceptive obviously and then just kind of seeing how your cycle starts to kind of roll out, which can take months. It's not quick. Coming off of these contraceptives, any hormonal contraceptive, um, your cycle can take months, sometimes years to come back. So getting a cycle back is the first start, definitely. Um, and then starting to track that, starting to track signs of ovulation and making sure you're ovulating. So by doing using natural cycles you take your temperature every morning so i spoke about this a little bit last time so when you ovulate your temperature increases everything slightly so just starting to track that and starting to recognize right when's my cycle when's my temperature going up um just because it usually does indicate ovulation but not always so it's also being aware that it's not nothing's definite with your cycle it's all very much like uh not so much work to do but um it changes for every person, do you know what I mean? So it's, and some things indicate it, but don't always guarantee it. So you've got to be really careful. You've got to really know all the symptoms and all the signs and kind of make a really kind of good guess pretty much and just mm -hmm. know what's going on. So um, checking your temperature and your cervical mucus is another good sign for ovulation and um, 
yeah you're having your period as well so obviously if you're not your period something something's going on um but natural cycles is a good one it's a good app you check all your symptoms you track your temperature um and it can kind of give you red great days and green days so to start with you got a lot of red days in your calendar because it's like it's not safe it's not safe it's not safe um and then as you track your cycle the algorithm kind of picks up um your cycle when you're ovulating going by dates and symptoms and temperature and stuff so it'll start to give you green days so I know like obviously after my period I've got a few days where I'm, I'm pretty safe that I could um have sex without protection and there's no chance there's really no chance of me getting pregnant because I know when I ovulate do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it's kind of just having that and it's I think it's, it's amazing like I, I love it and I will always use it because I swear by it and it just takes a bit of effort and it's just committing and having your partner commit to it as well is really important because they need to respect that you are trying to like figure out what's going on so you can't really have like wobbles at the month it was oh shit accidentally do you know what I mean yeah. like um it's, it's definitely is a it's a two-person thing you need to do it, do it together I think having that support makes it so much better um there's also a method called the fertility awareness method so this it's pretty much natural it's same as natural cycles it is a massive book. So if anyone does what it is a book called the Fertility Awareness Method, it is like a Bible. It's actually probably three times the size of the Bible. It is enormous. It's so thick. Um, but it is a fantastic book. And to start, I thought it was going to be really overwhelming, but it's actually not too bad. Um, it just kind of tells you all the symptoms, all the signs to look out for, um, things that guarantee like ovulation, how to track it, different options of tracking, um, and yeah it just gives you a lot of knowledge on your cycle and what to how pregnancy happens how things to affect it things that affect your like fertility your temperature all these things a lot of information but is information that's really 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 helpful when you're tracking your cycle so I think that is it is an option for some people it's not understand that especially young people um because you do have to commit to it and you do have to really every morning your temperature you put this thermometer in your mouth and it is a bit of effort but you get all your natural hormones you get a cycle you don't have to worry about putting drug in your body every day and yeah it just you've just got to be a little bit more careful but you get all the benefits and for me that's a no-brainer yeah cool now that's interesting um i didn't really know much kind of about how that worked um i have explained yeah. that well I think it no you have walk. you have no you have 100 sometimes start going no, I'm I'm learning as we go. I'm learning as we go. Um, but yeah, let's um let's jump off contraceptives and let's go on to the menopause and perimenopause, Wait. which is yeah. not a Nando's dish as much as it makes me think of yeah. my chicken. <laughs> so this one, I'm absolutely no expert in this whatsoever. I've just started diving into the subject because um, I had a lot of clients that were perimenopausal I have you've probably seen people in your life that have been perimenopausal and you've not even realized they're perimenopausal um so the menopause is is a change that happens for every woman every woman is going to go through this and it's as your body transitions to not being able to have children anymore and your hormones like as you get older you don't produce as many eggs and you kind of run you run out of eggs almost um and you don't you don't produce these hormones anymore that allow you to have children because you can't so and that transition for women can be really um quite intense and quite difficult and I think it's massively under talked about because it is quite, it, for like I say for some women it can be really really hard and I noticed it in my 
clients and I've seen it in my I remember even seeing it in my mom I remember seeing it when she was going through it and not knowing what it was and remember her like blow drying her hair and being absolutely pouring a sweat because she was like having a hot flush or like throwing cups at us for being like misbehaving like launching stuff at us because she was getting so angry and I'd, she'll kill me for telling you that but she um and at the time I had no idea and I've got client like friends and stuff that's talk about their parents being perimenopausal and they're like oh my god like what is going on and I'm like you having a bit of knowledge behind that is going to help them so much because you can support them a little bit, give them the space that they need. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think having everyone having a little bit of an understanding will make such a difference. Um, so menopause is when you go a full year without having a period. That is what is considered menopause. Um, and a lot of the time we say, oh, I'm going through the menopause, but really menopause is kind of a one-time event. And it's actually just that one day that you've been 365 days without a period. Um, but what a lot of people talk about is menopause is actually perimenopause mm. so perimenopause is as you start to transition and your hormones start to change and your cycle starts to change and you get closer and closer to the menopause and for some women it can last two years for some women it can last 12 years it's quite a it's quite a big stretch of time it can the varies for every woman um, and the age you start going through it can differ for women it's usually I think like late 40s onwards it can start and for some women it can start really a lot earlier 30s mid 30s and I think it's like one in five thousand can happen in your 20s which is I actually have heard of one girl that did go through it in her 20s she was like early menopausal and it's I couldn't imagine having to go through that that young especially when your hormone you've just kind of got a cycle and you've got your hormones and then they're like actually now we're out here like it'd be brutal but so perimenopause is when it's like that transition. And what happens through perimenopause is your estrogen basically is just erratic. It peaks, it drops, it's steady. And then it's, you'll sometimes cycle, you'll sometimes get a period, sometimes you don't get a period. And what usually happens to start with cycles start to get shorter um, at the start, kind of through the starting part of perimenopause. And as you get closer to menopause, your uh, cycles will start to get longer and longer so the long you can go months and months without a period and then you get a period and like wait a minute what's going on and um, but it usually is a sign that things are kind of getting closer to menopause this is, mu- this is as much as I've learned so far I'm just going to tell you it's, it could be there'll be somebody like that's not right but as far as I'm aware that is that is correct and um, there is symptoms that come along with menopause a lot of symptoms and I mean a lot and a lot that aren't even connected you wouldn't think they would be connected um even up to like itchy skin like that can be connected to the menopause and having dry mouth and all these different things so I think women that are perimenopausal and are going through a lot it is worth considering that it could be part of it so you've got your period symptoms which are like erratic can be shorter longer heavier thin uh, thin uh, lighter and body temperature changes so hot sweats cold sweats night sweats um, all these kind of symptoms come along your sleep sleep's a massive one that's affected a lot of the time in perimenopause which comes back to like how you're going to perform and train the gym how you're going to go on diet and things like that that can be affected because you don't sleep and so many are disturbed sleep a lot of, like catastrophic thinking is a thing like early like catastrophic thinking um your mental and emotional symptoms so like brain fog anxiety low mood panic attacks memory loss all these things come along with it as well. Physical symptoms, so weight gain, joint pain, fatigue, migraines, digestive issues, they all come into it. Um, and that these are just like a really short amount of symptoms that I'm giving you. They are, the list is a lot longer. Um, and I think for women who are experiencing this, 
know like finding someone and finding just a little bit more information on what's going on is a good that is a good start having somebody to like talk to about it's a good start um from what I've found like the kind of what you can do kind of question um is exercise exercise is a massive part of it and I know it'll be definitely hard for some women who are struggling either with really heavy periods or they can't like get out of their bed and they're like they're not sleeping and they're like struggling with their weight and they're feeling miserable like find something you enjoy and just do it any kind of movement anything it could be weights obviously it's going to be massively beneficial always especially when it comes to bone health and stuff and that change in hormones affects your bone health so finding weight training would be fantastic but anything you can do that you move and you love it do it. it could be swimming it could be yoga it could be walking do you know what I mean something that's that's going to be helpful um nutrition is really important when it comes to hormones natural cycle like menstrual cycle and menopause um from what I could find calcium protein and vegetables fruit and vegetables plants you want to be eating as much of that as you can calcium I think more is going along the line with bone health I think probably and protein as well for muscle maintenance because you can like um muscle breakdown and stuff is a thing and it happens and you don't really want that to be happening especially like as you get older so again they kind of go hand in hand with exercise and weight training and we know plants are good for us you know and I think that's the Mediterranean diet I don't know if you've heard of that there's a lot of support for that and perimenopause and menopause even postmenopause that you can't forget that after you go through it there is yeah. that's another part of your life as well massive part of your life so having a bit of knowledge on what you can do through that as well is important so calcium protein and plants I think there was some supplements that I've read for menopause like perimenopause and it's kind of known the numbers for that would be your b12 vitamin d uh, folate and ferritin so for anyone that is kind of wants to look into them vitamin d will always be up there on my supplement recommendation for everyone it's uh, so important so yeah i'm not surprised that's on there b12 as well again women and hormones for anyone having even like hormonal issues naturally with their menstrual cycle b12 and b complex is usually a supplement that is kind of recommended to to help support that so i'm not surprised that's on there for for perimenopause either yeah. but yeah those are the ones i kind of I came across and I think again sleep as well sleep and stress two massive massive contributors to hormonal issues and perimenopause and I think it's easy to say or oh, reduce your stress but find something that does reduce your stress you know it's meditating reading walking and you can walk and meditate walking meditation is a thing um journaling something that works for you that helps you bring that down obviously there's things you can take to support stress management and whatnot but I think a natural stress management is so important in your day even just taking five minutes out and finding some way to kind of get your sleep back whether it's Mm -hmm. speaking to the doctor about options or finding a natural remedy or finding just a routine that works for you to help you get a little bit more sleep would make such a difference as well Um, and Another thing that came up with, as I keep seeing, repeating through menopause is boundaries. So starting to say no, like learning to say no um, to people and to things you don't actually want to do and taking that time to yourself rather if you would rather do that. Um, because we're so, especially women, we're so easy to, yeah, I'll do that, no bother. Or somebody's like, oh, man, like, it's very family, like, mom, you do this, do that. Like, yeah, yeah, no bother, no bother. And they're, they're running, like, every angle. And I, my mom's bad for that. And I know she's bad for that even after menopause. Like, she'll do everything for anyone. And I'm like, it's, again, it adds to your stress as well. And 
there's a book called I'm going to give you a few books actually here for for the men perimenopause um and one of them's called perimenopause power by Maisie Hill now I'm just halfway through it just now and it is it's so good and I think for anyone going through perimenopause or even not going through perimenopause and wants to learn a little bit about it it makes it really easy to understand and it gives you knowledge on all these different symptoms what how what's causing them um, explain goes in a little bit more detail about the hormonal changes things that could happen things that are going to happen and even having that awareness make, would make such a difference I had a client who I was I think you might be perimenopausal she was I'm definitely perimenopausal and she I gave her the book I was like read this book and she's like what a difference I don't feel like I'm going crazy anymore like do you know what I mean I, I, it makes sense and even that understanding alone made her feel so much better it doesn't take yeah like a, a diagnosis that you're perimenopausal most women know when they're not when things are changing like it's pretty obvious you know I mean? we're very in tune we're quite intuitive beings so we usually know so perimenopause um peri, perimenopause power Maisie Hill good book um perimenopause solution is another book called I think Emma Bradwell I think there's two authors but Emma Bradwell is one of them um I actually did like an online course about menopause and she was one of the women on it and it was really it was really interesting so she's really kind of an expert on the, in that area and uh, the ultimate perimenopause podcast is another one which is a good one I've been listening to that quite a lot and the Dr Louise Newson podcast another podcast that is all about kind of perimenopause and menopause and um, there's a lot of information out there on it I think it's just women knowing that there is that information there is help out there and you can go down the route of like HRT and things. And I think it's, it is a def, it's a, it's a good idea. Do you know what I mean, especially for some women, it is, this can take over their life and really, really affect their life massively and reduce their quality of life. So mm-hmm. I think it's all about dealing with your symptoms they have and doing whatever it is that's going to work for them and um, just finding someone that can support them through it. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, HRT. Is that quite hard to get? on just now is it difficult or no I don't, I don't think so like I don't I'm not really sure I know there's different types because you obviously have your artificial um hormones like your they are artificial hormones but there's also like bioidentical and body identical now I think they're different I think the bioidentical ones are I feel like they might be the same but there is options so these bioidentical body identical whatever they are they work identically to our natural hormones and you can ask for them. There is like buy like natural progestin creams and things you can take. Like women can you can buy these online. Yeah. Um, for women that are like perimenopausal or even when they aren't, you can buy progestin creams that kind of you can add to the skin and that can there's loads of options out there. But yeah, you can, I think you can get like HRT pretty easily from the doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that there's bioidentical body identical options is important. Finding someone that's like is clued up in the area, I would be my first start. I'd always say yeah. that finding someone that has an understanding and knows about these different options, um, and not feeling like, well, I have to take HRT. Not everyone woman wants to take it, yeah. and if there are women that don't want to take it, that's like absolutely fine. So it's finds like, the support they need, but then people that need it or are willing to take it, like knowing their options as well, mm-hmm. and having a bit of having just a general knowledge about. The different types and kind of what it is just same as contraceptives yeah. knowing that there is different types and options out there and different amounts mm-hmm. of each drug as well cool yeah and i suppose just the same again like understanding it's the power and it's understanding the menopause Absolutely. and understanding you're, you're not just going crazy and understanding like even for your no. your pa- partner your son your daughter 
just understanding what's actually going on. It's no, your mum isn't just went batshit crazy. She's actually just going through the, the perimenopause. Yeah, and, and you can, as you say, give her boundaries, yeah. understand it. And yeah, that's that's the main thing, I think. 100%. I think having that support would make such a difference. Even having that support through your cycle for like a natural, like when you're still cycling, having a bit of like my, I know, I know like when I have my periods, I'm like, can't do make decisions i'm like no i can't do this i mean and having somebody do that for you like and say listen you just for this next few days you take the range right you do it and that'll make me feel loads better and that's it that's all it takes i mean and what what a difference and the same with women that are going through perimenopause saying their kids like their children or family knowing what's going on is it going to be hard yes but just little things like being able to like take time themselves and not being hassled and not having to cook tea every night do you know what I mean would make such a difference I think so yeah just the knowledge and understanding and finding what's going to work for them and the things that they need and kind of being aware that they can there it's not they don't have to do it on their own and it doesn't have to be really hard and horrible and another thing I mentioned is for especially for the like women younger girls now is if you balance your hormones and your cycle or make kind of work with your cycle now going through the menopause is probably going to be a little bit easier from what I've been told anyway I don't know I'll find out when it happens but having a healthy natural cycle and having your hormones work optimally now could will likely benefit you later on in life when you do start to transition through it and I think nowadays a lot of the times so like years ago like my mum and I'm sure your mum and your granny were really didn't have any of this knowledge about their periods or now my granny called the period the curse the other day she was like, oh, we used to call that, like, that was always considered the curse. I was like, what? And my granny's 98, okay, so this was a long time ago. But, um, yeah, I think as you um, have, they didn't have that knowledge or awareness. So now a lot of women are struggling to go through it and they don't really have, know what's going on. And they didn't have, a lot of people just suffered with bad periods and bad, like, unbalanced hormones. Whereas now it's a little bit more talked about and there's more awareness. So it's just unfortunate it's taken this long for this to kind of come about. But um, yeah, so I think working with your cycle as early as you can and your hormones will hopefully find out a benefit you later on in life. Yeah, cool. Well, amazing. I think we've, we've covered so much. We've got a lot of information to take away there. Um, so much <laughs> so that you're, you're going to have to sign yourself up for another third episode to go on to the next topic. I know, I think. <laughs> I think we're going to have to t- touch on the other bit a little bit later. Yeah, so like f- for anyone that is interested in that third one, we'll all kind of go on to maybe a, bit, a little bit about disordered eating and stuff like that, the next one, whenever that may be. I'm sure it won't be too far away, but um, not amazing, Julia. Yeah, so so much great information um, that we can take away. Um, anything else Anything else to finish on or cover pretty much everything? I don't know. I really think we've covered everything. I, I always like... I'm like, have I, have I mentioned everything? I think I think I've covered everything. But um, like I say, if there's any questions or is there anything I've mentioned that somebody wants a little bit more information in my inbox is always open. Like I have women that'll drop questions in. It's never, it's always starts with, I hope this isn't like too much information. I hope I'm not oversharing. I'm like, trust me, I've, I've heard it all before and I've, yeah. I've probably experienced it. So I'm more than happy to, to help if I can and where I can. So yeah, I'm more than happy to take any questions in my inbox if there is any. Yeah, amazing. Um, so guys, if you have listened to that, give a little share on Instagram and give Julia a follow on Instagram also. Um, and as I say, any questions for either of us about anything, please just drop them in the Instagram inbox and we're more than happy to, to answer them. 
Um, but yeah, once again, Julia, thank you very much for coming on. Um, hopefully that um, IKEA truck didn't disrupt the, the podcast too much. But um, no, perfect. I don't think you should